I've noticed time and time again, people are happiest when they work in their area of strength. And because you're winning. And people are like, I want to do this. You stink at that. Well, I still want to try it. I'm like, okay. People love to win. Now, it doesn't mean there's just one. There can be a lot of different areas of strengths. So this is where it's nice. Everyone should know what they're naturally gifted in. Mm -hmm. So we can maximize that. Hey, good day. Welcome to the Consultant of the Coach podcast. I'm here with my good buddy, Josh. How are you, my friend? Good, good. How are you doing today? Awesome. We're, we're of course, coming off a very amazing wake, weekend. Our kids had a great track meet and things are on the episode. And summer's coming and here we go. Right on. So, hey, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so today we're talking about a topic that comes up actually in my work a lot more often than I ever realized it would, but something called Strengths Finder. Many of you probably have done this. This book's been out for years and years Yeah, now. a long time. It's uh, Cl- Clifton Strengths Finder. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's pretty, pretty interesting work that was done. Um, my understanding of it is basically... The, the, the idea originally was this idea that, you know, instead of worrying about your weaknesses and trying to cover those up, which is important, more importantly, try to work on enhancing your strengths if you understand what those are. And mm-hmm. um, I find that this is a helpful language for trying to understand myself, but also working with other key leaders, you know, in the strategy consulting work that I do. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. What about, what do you think about it? What's, uh, what do you know about it? You know, I, I've been looking at it for two to three years. I've done the original reports. Mm-hmm. I've been working with a lot of coaches and consultants who are really big into strengths finders, mm-hmm. who are authorized uh, strengths finders, you know, whatever that's called. I'm not, mm-hmm. but I've hung out with a lot of them, and they swear by it. Mm-hmm. A lot of organizations use it, and it, it really is. Uh, I love the 34 strengths that are out there. But, hey, before we jump into it, what Bible verse did you come up with? Yeah, I think— um you know, a couple of verses come to mind that sort of fence around this a little bit. First Corinthians 12 talks a lot about spiritual gifts. So obviously there's, uh, these are different than spiritual gifts, of course, but I think there's this understanding that people are made uniquely um, with different makeup, right? And, and and then Psalm 139 comes comes to come to mind, you know, fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, again, people are made with um, differences, right? There's diversity in people, in humanity, and I think as a, as a group we tend we are designed to reflect the image of God, and, and that includes, uh, I think, these area of strengths, understanding where we are at our best, where God designed us to be good, and also, I think, in humility, recognizing where we have need of each other, because mm-hmm. we can't, um, you know, we don't have all the strengths, Right. We no, have we don't. Def- we have deficiencies. And so surrounding ourselves with people, especially as leaders, with other strengths intentionally is um, is important. So understand who we are, but then finding other people who can complement us. And what, what I, I was even reflecting last week, not on StrengthsFinder, but basically how God has made us so diverse. Mm-hmm. It, he has made us for community. Mm-hmm. He made us for community because we all have different strengths and, and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And so... He, he wants us to work together. If he wanted us to be solopreneurs, mm-hmm. he would give us all the everything that we needed right out. It'd be an all-in-one, and we're not built that way. Right. No, and business isn't that way, right? Business uh-huh. is a community of people and organizations and industries. I mean, these, these are all community terms that mm-hmm. they're core kind of these are core social elements, right, to building mm-hmm. companies and, and um, revenue and profit and things like that. Yeah. So we're, we're first. We're know. first. Well, I could tell you a funny story, actually, about StrengthsFinder. Um, I was thinking about this. <clears throat> Maybe you can share one, too. I think one of the things about StrengthsFinder I always like to laugh at myself about is we have strengths, um, but in the wrong scenarios, these strengths are also weaknesses, 
Yes, right? so it can be. Any strength mm-hmm. is a weakness. And so actually one funny story I'll share about that. One of my, like my number one strength is uh, responsibility, which plays out see that. good, good Absolutely. and bad, right? So it sort of, you know, take <laughs> plays out probably a little too independent, probably a little bit too uh, self-minded and assured at times. But um, one of these things recently played out with a client because we have had trouble with this client. So this client I've been working with for... Um, gosh, almost a year on a significant technology installation for the organization, um, <clears throat> serving some really important social and, and uh, public health needs for a large county um, with a lot of Medicaid dollars and things like that to, to go behind this key resource is going to help connect and more efficiently you know, make use of a lot of important resources in the community. Um, and <laughs> we've been having trouble um, getting full alignment with another part of the organization. Okay. Right? This has been pretty pretty well-known challenge. And uh, coming out of a meeting, an, this, a person from this other group basically committed verbally to doing some work. And I, um, <laughs> so then I sent an email about a week later, and someone asked me, did you specifically say in your email that this is this other person, I won't name them, this other person's responsibility. And I looked at it and I, te- and I hadn't, and I hadn't. And I had this realization about myself is I am such an over the top responsibility person that if you address a topic in an email to me of any kind, I will likely just take that hint and go do the work. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't even, I don't even flinch. Like, of course I have work. Like it's a responsibility of mine. Of course I get it done. And the weakness is I then communicate in the same way. And I am not as directive as I need to be for people who are not responsibility driven, which is most people. Mm-hmm. And I, I specifically, I referenced everything about it. It's been very like, it was very clear to me, like in the communication that it was their responsibility, but I hadn't actually said the words this is person X's responsibility, right? Uh-oh. For the audience in so, the email. So, so what happened? Uh, well, actually, the work hasn't gotten done yet. <laughs> but but we, um, we have rounded back and, and since re-communicated with greater clarity. The work still hasn't gotten done because of the fact that there's a lot of um, contributing factors to the scenario I won't get into. But... Um, but it was this interesting aha of even just a week ago in the random, you know, kind of movements of my work, recognizing my own strengths finder kind of recognition and went, had this aha moment of, of where um, a strengths finder can be a weakness because of the fact that I forget that other people are not as responsible as I am. And that's not to say I'm better. It's just my number one strength is responsibility and it's not for most people. And so they do not take the hint as well as I typically do. Because if you leave an open-ended like question to me, I'll be like, Sweet, and I'm going to run and answer 10 other questions because that's and, my job, right? Um, and you're going to find 10 other ways of making money from it. You're amazing. I yeah, just yeah. give well, you one thing and you, off you go. I'm like a dog, man. You just send me the right direction. <laughs> but but I, I had this, it, just, it was this funny use of StrengthsFinder, like I said, in the last week um, that not all the people are that way. So so I think when we as we talk about StrengthsFinders, and if those of you who have done it, you know, or if you will, out of this podcast, we would, you know, I would recommend think carefully about how those show up and think carefully about how those show up in ways that are actually um, 
weaknesses, right? To, mm-hmm. to your works, like oh, blinders, ISIS blinders, right? So it's like you would assume, oh yeah, of course I would be this way, right? A learner, right? And not everybody's a learner, an ideator, not everybody's a learner. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at your list over there, but yeah. um, so my so for example, if anyone just walking into Strings Finder, there's mm-hmm. you know Gallup came up with this list of 34 strengths. Everyone has you're really high on mm-hmm. typically five, and then you're also really low on five, and. I think it's, you know, I'll, I'll put the link in the podcast. I think it's like $40. They'll give you exactly where you score on all 34. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to know your bottom five because those will sometimes take you out. You know what you're really, really good at. So, for example, my top five, um, my number one is command. Number two, activator. Number three, three ideation. Uh, number four, learner. And uh, number five, an election. And those would be my top five. Everyone is a little bit different, but where it is is I, I think back to this is before I had known Strengths Finder. I had a fellow come work for me, and he's a really an interesting fellow. That's all I can really say is if you, if you saw him, you'd say, "Wow, he's interesting." But his strengths were off the chart, and I looked at his previous resume, and the guy had been fired like three times. So you're like, "Well, Eric, why do you take a flyer on him?" I was able to figure out exactly why he was fired all three times. Mm-hmm. So when he came to work for my organization, I'm like, well, those three things you you are not doing. I put really good boundaries around him. He was not a manager. He was not a leader, but he did some other things really, really well. And the fascinating thing was once we gave him really good boundaries, kept him out of his weakness, he knocked it out of the park, mm. absolutely out of the park. Now you might say, well, how did it end? Um, he was doing so well, he got cocky, left our organization to do everything for someone else and didn't even last a year before he was fired again. Got it. And I use that as an example because mm-hmm. here was someone, we understand how to use strengths mm-hmm. and we're able to take someone with a lot of weaknesses and he knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Likewise, if you're not aware of your weaknesses, you're just gonna go drive off a cliff and that's what he did at his next job. Mm-hmm. So it's really helpful to understand what are strengths, what are weaknesses. Yeah. Well, and you made me think of, and as you as a coach, I think will appreciate this, you know, the way you describe that. I think a lot of um, different sports and, you know, players who you find who are dysfunctional mm. in certain systems, right? And there's always that coach who's willing to take a flyer on a player, not because, you know, they don't have problems, but because you think maybe I can make them work in my system, right? And then, you, and then inevitably going on from there, you see a player who does fit, then they get cocky, they chase the free agent contract, and then they just flame out somewhere else because mm-hmm. get, it was the system that knew how to leverage Absolutely. specifically their strengths. And like what you said, you know, put up some boundaries to you know, guard them from their weaknesses, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's very true for team players on any not – not every team player because some people are less volatile, right? They have less ups and less downs and maybe mm-hmm. lower ceiling but, you know, a higher floor. Well, let's – correct me. You're the baseball guy, but in baseball, there's the five-tool player. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants a five-tool player. Yeah. But there's not many of them that go around. No. Well, and, and it's also how do you guard from you – know, you, you might have someone who's great at hitting, but then you don't, you're miserable in the field, right? So Absolutely. if they happen to get to the – have to be you know, decent enough to get to the pros – you know, you make him a designated hitter before too long because they're a liability in the field, but their bat is so strong. And, mm-hmm. and, and likewise, you've got, you know, some players who are decent in everything but not great at any one thing, and so they become your utility players versus your, you know, your starters and, you know, so on and so on and so on. So, yeah, no, but it's true for, you know, I'm sure it's true for running and it's true for football and baseball and basketball and soccer, I mean, any of these sports. Is, mm-hmm. But it applies to the business as well. 
And so I'll, I'll give you an example of uh, one of my one of my fellows on my uh, team right now. I actually just had him take the Strengths Finder, um, the fully paid Strengths Finder, mm-hmm. um, last week. And it was really fascinating. His top five were exactly what I thought they were. This guy is amazing. His top five was input, strategic, ideation, and election, and developer. Mm. So you would look at all those things. This guy's a rock star. Mm-hmm. But I also looked at his bottom five. Mm-hmm. And this was fascinating. So this, this is what he's not good at. And he did not know this. Some of his bottom five, context, competition, discipline is his worst. Hmm. So, Interesting. now he is doing really well right now, but it's helpful for me who oversee him. This is his area of weakness. I need to make sure, okay, his discipline is way not there. Mm-hmm. How are we going to work around that so his lack of discipline doesn't cause him to get a flat tire and just go off the side of the cliff? Mm-hmm. So, how have you seen people who have, uh, let, let's do it this way, understood their weaknesses? And almost used it to be an advantage or done really well because, you know, they understand what their weaknesses are. Yeah. Well, the first comment I would make about StrengthsFinder 2 to keep in mind is that the range is not definitive, right? So the one thing to keep in mind is just because someone has a strength doesn't mean that they're one of the best in the world at that thing. And just because they have a weakness doesn't mean they're one of the worst in the world at that thing, right? So it could be that they're, they're, I think for most people, my guess is the range between 1 and 34 is not, you know, um, debilitating, right? So just because discipline your last one doesn't mean that you're, you know, going out and drinking every night. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> have zero discipline mm-hmm. in your life, right? <laughs> zero commitments and <laughs> zero structure. Zero, you know, so I think that the, they're more, anyhow, so that's one thing, I think just a general comment. But I think, you know, the smartest leaders I have worked with in terms of their weaknesses, they tend to, well, first of all, the organization tends to reflect the leader, mm-hmm. right? So in, a leader's weaknesses definitely come out in an organization's weaknesses. So whether it's communication, being a good team player, being able to communicate a vision. The organization then struggles with the inability to have vision. Mm-hmm. You know, you know um, I think of um, typically actually as a consultant, I tend, to, because I'm such a, one of my strengths is, I don't think this is on the list, but I tend to be fairly malleable in terms of the role I can play. That's just part of who I am. Um, I tend to get brought in to fill in those gaps. Um, and, you know, so I think I'm analytical. I think you're covering a ranger there. There's a couple. Yeah, of a ranger's yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. A- analytical as well. So the ability to come in and, and sort of um, assess and, and help move an organization. So typically when someone brings me in, it, it's basically to figure out what the weaknesses is and how I can help with that. Um, so that's a big part of it. But um, typically leaders will install people and processes and solutions around not only their weaknesses, but if they're having a hard time with self um self-realization at least stick them around the organization's weaknesses Mm -hmm. right and so that in many organizations i've been asked to sort of play a generic chief of staff role um and advisor role or business development role because those tend to focus on areas that are enhancing um the business in terms of taking it towards the future realize you know bridging the gap between vision and execution um, and so, again, it's sort of the, I'm not giving very specific examples, but I've worked with several clients who are looking for ways to try to um, overcome their weaknesses simply by um, understanding their organization's weaknesses and applying resources to those. 
Um, and, and usually the output then at least is the ability to assess and apply very specific, whether it's technology or technical deficiencies, bringing people who are devs and engineers or analysts or um, designers or website builders or whatever the, whatever the solution needs to be, you know, that's that tends to be then where I help leaders see what they need and how we go about trying to address that. Because And then that tends to reflect, again, organizations' weaknesses reflect the leaders' weaknesses every single time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I, what, what, I've heard this before, and I wish I had a, a, a citation for this, but before StrengthsFinder came out, I heard that the, the author was considering calling, calling it a talent finder. And they changed it because they figured it would sell better, and that was true. But think of it in terms of talent. What are your talents? Mm-hmm. What are you naturally good at? Now, it doesn't mean you're good at them. We will see some people, they are naturally gifted in an area. And I think this is what you alluded to. You still have to develop that talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and sure. this is where you know some people are just, if you're seven feet tall, you're going to naturally be way or have a higher potential at basketball than if you're five foot one. Mm-hmm. It just, it's naturally that as a talent or basically a, a feat of genetics. And it's the same thing with StrengthsFinder. And I think understanding just because someone shows the ability, they also have to want to go in that general direction too. They have to hone their skills. They have to get really good. What does it look like? look like to be really good at uh, empathy or harmony or focus. I'm just listening Mm -hmm, on different mm -hmm. things on StrengthsFinder. Some people are naturally good at it, but you can still get better at empathy or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, well, and I think, and it's also, I think, goes to understanding not only what you're really good at, but again, back to just recognizing other people aren't good at those things. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, I work with a lot of CEOs who struggle to understand why people can't seem to figure out their vision, why there's this disconnect between vision and execution, why there's communication problems internally, why there's cultural problems internally. And, and I was telling sorry, but it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> you're the CEO. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is your problem. You're the entrepreneur. This is your problem. Um, there's a reason why CEOs and entrepreneurs get the lion's share of the equity and the rewards is because they have both the upside and the downside. It's just part of the gig. Um, and helping them see that to be in the role that they're in, either an entrepreneur or a CEO, it usually requires very different strengths than the people they then need around them to execute. And and sometimes that also then creates friction with those people because they're Absolutely. very different personalities, mm-hmm. right? You don't go hire, you know, five more entrepreneurs necessarily who want to build their own companies. You got to find people who are entrepreneurial who want to build a company with you, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. <laughs> so and and if you look at StrengthsFinder, you can take all 34 of the strengths that are out there, and they break them down on the four categories. The four categories that all 34 go into it is either executing, influencing, mm-hmm. relationship building, mm-hmm. or strategic thinking. Mm-hmm. So if you have a whole bunch of strategic thinkers and no right. executors, right. you're going to spend all day in the library and not get anything done. Right. And likewise, the executors get really annoyed with the strategic thinkers, right? Because they're like, come back to earth, please. Yeah. Right. And so so there's a natural friction. And so, so I think part of what you're trying to put together as you think about teams, right, in these areas is how do you get a diverse team, but not just annoy the heck out of each other because you all are so different, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I mean, it's so funny how oftentimes, you know, I fly between this visionaries and the executors and they're like i i can't figure out what such and such is thinking right mm-hmm. they're like, and they're pointing the finger at each other right in these sessions that i have and it's pretty funny 
I, I've seen it happen many a times, and I've gotten really, really frustrated as well too. Sure. My own personal coach is like, well, yeah, Eric, you're getting really frustrated at so and so, but you need to also realize that so and so has prevented a lot of mistakes because mm-hmm. they have spared you. Because I'm fairly impulsive, but lots of the impulsive what? me impulsive, no, not at all. But a lot of my impulsiveness has made us a lot of money because I've been able to grab onto some really good ideas and go with them. But likewise, I have enough strategic thinkers and people who can build relationships with me. I need them because if not, I'm just going to go solo and you, you can't scale all that much solo. Right, 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 right. No, and um, and that's where I think it's interesting. You know, my one of mine is in Relator, which is relationship building. And that, that's where I've been able to be successful with a lot of the consulting work I've done is because, you know, you're able to parachute into an organization where there's some sort of reason they're having you come in. There's some disconnect or some problem. And, and the ability to start from relationships as opposed to, you know, CEO mandate or SOW, which is never a good place to start. Yeah, really. Um, helps me at least to try to begin to put the pieces together on what both is and what could be and therefore begin to build the bridges and the plans around which the organization can sort of move from wherever they are at point of chaos or point of just mediocrity to to the next phase of growth and mm-hmm. um, and one thing yeah. i've noticed in, to put a bow on this in terms of strengths i've noticed time and time again people are happiest when they work in their area of strength oh yeah and because you're winning yeah and people are like i want to do this you stink at that well i still want to try it i'm like okay people love to win now it doesn't mean there's just one there can be a lot of different areas of strengths so this is where it's nice everyone should know what they're naturally gifted in Mm -hmm. so we can maximize that well and the point i would make for our listeners too is you're trying to figure out how to get your so i think what the risk of that is it people rarely find all five strengths in one job Oh, absolutely. Right. So that's the thing to be aware of is, and including the listeners, but also their teams. So if you're trying to basically try to build communities of people who are maximizing their strengths, there may not be a job that they're either in mm-hmm. or could be in in your organization that gives them all five strengths. So I think part of the plan is to also recognize that and help those individuals through HR benefits and other things, obviously relationships, uh, better talent management, talent development solutions, help them find things outside work. Mm-hmm. To put those things, you know, um, to, to put them to use, right? Yeah. So whether it's working in a volunteer capacity, being on a board, mm-hmm. um, volunteering as a coach, right, for a team, little league team or cross country team or whatever, well, you're right? Exactly you, you're right. finding, you got to find, figure out what your strengths are, figure out how those map or don't map to your current job, and then figure out, assuming you don't want to leave your job, mm-hmm. um, how you then can go get the other one's buckets filled, right? So that you feel more satisfied. That way you actually become more productive at your work if you're using those other strengths outside of work so that you're not feeling deficient mm-hmm. in your work stuff. So. And it gets into having really healthy rhythms. What yep. does that look like? Yep. And mm-hmm. that rolls into next week's episode. Yep. Hey, we, we've talked on seasons and rhythms before, but next next week we're going to, you know, it, it's summer here and we're going to talk about summertime rhythms. What what does a good summertime rhythm look like both in the workplace and in family? And we can, you know, just as we move into a different season, do we go on vacation for three straight months? Mm-hmm. Do we have to dial down even more work? What does that look like? And I think mm-hmm. understanding our strengths, understanding our rhythms, mm-hmm. um, it really makes for a, a healthy family and work-life balance. Yep. If it so exists. 
Sounds good. Well, good. So next week, we'll get after it. Next week, we'll get after it. And the week after that, oh, this is going to be fun. How to get fired. Yep. But that, that's two weeks away. Two so weeks away. Keep listening. And keep it's listening. going to be a fun one. How to get fired. So, hey, in the meantime, <laughs> hit, uh, check out our website, theconsultantofthecoach.com. I'll also put into the show notes uh, the strengths finder assessment. So if this is something you're like, hey, I wonder what my 34 are. Where are my, my top five, bottom five? We'll have a link then to the Gallup uh, website so you can get that. And uh, if you want to talk to us about it, reach out to us as well, too. We'd love to do that. So, hey, until next week, uh, we look forward to talking to you. Sounds good. Take care, everybody.